Welcome into the In the Money Podcast for KeelanSelect.com for Wednesday, October 21st. Last four days of the fall meet. Tom Leach, Jim Goodman, Keelan's Director of Wagering Development. So we take a look at the late pick four. Uh, no stakes race, so we'll just start in the fifth, which is a 40K claimer. Three-year-olds and up going a mile and a 16th on the Keeneland main track. A pretty nice group here, Jim. Where did you land? Yeah, I thought for the fifth race uh, on a Wednesday, this was a very nice group. Um, I had a couple of horses here that I really like, um, but there's also question marks about them. So, you know, you can make a case for more than two here, but uh, I go deep later in the in the sequence. I like the two intrepid heart in here, and uh, if it weren't for one little thing, I would be singling this horse. But um, he won easily at Saratoga for fifty thousand. He's back in for forty thousand here. The problem I have is he was claimed out of that race in August and the claim was voided for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, the horse has worked well since then, uh, and Todd Pletcher still has him, and um, they're putting him back in what's essentially the same level, 40000 50000 I'm not worried about a small drop like that. He's also one for one at Kingland, one here in April of 2019, uh, an obstacle 75000 So the horse fits on every angle. The only question mark I have is that voided claim, so I'm, uh, I, I would be a little bit hesitant to think of him. Somebody used a horse, uh, the five-horse Gaffleon, Mitre Porciento, um, who dropped the jockey last time out uh, here on, on October the 11th, which is only 10 days back. But obviously he just got a race. He, he rode around the track without a jockey on, so I don't think that's, that's a worry. Gaffleon was riding there, and he rides him back, so he just – you know, he just freaked, and I, I don't think he got hurt that day. And, and if he runs back to his Gulfstream form back this spring, he fits here very well. And uh, so I'm going to use him for maker. Um, that's probably the only two I'm going to use in the pick four. Uh, there's a couple of horses. 235 back in his history has a couple of races that, that would fit very well here. But his last race at Churchill was really uh, – was really disturbing. They're dropping this horse from 150 to 80 to 40, which is not a good sign. But Saez rides for Baltus. I would I would throw him in there in the mix as well. And Jungle Warfare for Talamo and Diodoro uh, fits as well, although he couldn't handle Intrepid Heart at Churchill back in June. So Intrepid Heart would be my top pick here. Yeah, I uh, was a little skeptical of Intrepid Heart for the reasons you mentioned, and then had that nice win, and then hasn't run since early August, and I'm just skeptical. I'm going to put, use him on the ticket, but I went to the maker horse, uh, Mitre Porciento. Uh, horses won 11 times. You have Maker and Gaffleone, a little bit of a drop-in class, so I'm going to take that one. And the other one I liked was Lone Rock, um, second time in the Diodoro barn. He's had a really nice meet with his, his runners, so I'm going to stick with those three. The maker horse gets the slight nod in the fifth for me. Sixth race, Carpe Venum is my choice. It's a, a second-level allowance, three-year-olds and up, fillies and mares, a mile and 16th on the turf. Uh, horses uh, dropping in class uh, out of some uh, really good company. You get uh, Gaffleone in the saddle, and uh, I just think she's going to find this softer spot to her liking. Five Golden Curl improved last time and uh, I think is better on the turf. Somebody used that horse. thought about singling the seven, actually, but... I think there's some others in here that have a shot. Past the plate is one for one here for Paul McGee. who hadn't had a lot of starters, but um, uh, picks his spots well. And then Naughty Joker, I know, is a horse that uh, the Ramseys have thought a lot of from the from the outset. And um, trying the turf here, I think, for just the second time, uh, I think it's a horse that certainly has some talent. So 
Um, you know, surface change. Who knows? I'm going to go four deep in the pick four, but lean on Carpe Venum heavily for the win pick. How about you? She would be my pick as well. I think uh has a huge class edge on these. Uh, all you got to do is look at that last race at Kentucky Downs. And Michelin, Harvey's Little Goyle won back out of that. Luck Money won back out of that. Uh, that was a loaded race at Kentucky Downs. Um, didn't really, you know, got was up there on the pace for a while and, and, and gave it up. I'm assuming that she didn't like the track very well. Um, coming out of the Del Mar Oaks, where she only lost by five lengths to Red Lark, uh, and Warren Showtime came back out and won, came back and won off that race. So, uh, big class edge here, a more suitable level for her, an allowance race, and I think she's got a huge shot in here. And I'm like you, I almost singled her. I used a couple more right here when, when we get to pick four. Past the plate for McGee fits from a class standpoint. Uh, we, we talked off the air about Le Peru almost winning the finale on Sunday, and he's one for 44. Uh, he's just snake bit, and I, I can't I can't imagine. He's got 15 seconds and thirds, so it might not be a bad idea to keep it past the plate second and third because Julian just hasn't hasn't been winning races here. Uh, and the third horse I'd, I'd use is a long shot in here for uh, Polo Lobo, whose horses have run well at this meet, and that's Sea Dream coming out of the Turfway race. But if you go back, ran the Dowager uh, back in October last year and, uh, and has some has some talent, just has been off uh, for a long time. But uh, this might be a spot where she shows up. And um, uh, Paolo Lobo is a, is a very good trainer. Not, not a lot of horses, but I think Sea Dream has a shot at a price. But uh, Carpe Venom is my pick here in the sixth race. Eighth race is a first-level allowance. Phillies and Mayors three and up. At about seven furlongs, so just slightly longer than seven furlongs on the main track. Who do you like in this one? I like the four Aurelia Garland uh, for Bachiza and Brissette. Coming out of the race again at Kentucky Downs, it seems like every time we talk about a race here, those horses coming out of Kentucky Downs have got to be considered. And this horse lost to Blaine Debbie, who came back and won the feature on Sunday here, uh, switching Back to dirt. They tried her on turf down there. Uh, you know, she didn't run badly. Got beat by three and a half. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. But she's also gotten beat by four graces, flat out speed, harvest moon. All the horses in her back uh, PPs have come back and won again. So this one uh, broke her maiden at Belmont by five and a half, by five lengths and was really, uh, really well considered. But then she was off for a year. And Brissette. Hopefully he has her off this uh, turf race, has her fit at Kentucky Downs and coming back, cutting back to seven furlongs. I think she's going to be tough in here. Also going to use the one-horse impeccable style for Brendan Walsh, who got beat by She Dares the Devil last out at Indiana, in the Indiana Oaks. And, of course, She Dares the Devil uh, came back and won the Kentucky Oaks. So uh, she certainly fits on class. Uh, the five-story blue, the eight, never forget, for Vicki Oliver, who uh, still doesn't have a win at this, at this meet. And I will bet you she gets a win before the end of the week. So uh, she always has one. This one fits very well as uh, as well. And then the uh, three union maiden for Chad Brown because it's Chad Brown and Tyler Gapham. So got to go deep here. But uh, Aurelia Garland intrigues me, and I think uh, she has a chance to run big here. Ended up on never forget. So uh, that could be the one for uh, the Oliver Stable. <laughs> Last two have been much improved for this horse, 
and we interviewed Vicki for the Wednesday edition of the Today at Keeneland show, and she said that uh, Never Forget is training better than she ever has. Uh, so improved to a 75 buyer two starts ago, and an 89 last time. Um, it's a you know big ask to, to step up against older here, but um, if she can run back to that last race and you know the improvement, maybe she's got another move forward in her. So I'm going with that one. Took a story blue. Uh, Mike McCarthy picks his spots well, I think, and Giroux takes the mount on this one. Uh, Aurelia Garland was the next one I had for the reasons you mentioned about the class that uh, the company that she's been keeping. Impeccable style, you know, beaten five by She Dares the Devil um, is certainly no disgrace. So she's uh, got a big shot with something close to that. And then Union Maiden, just again, because the same reason you said, because it's the Chad Brown stable. So I'm going to go uh, five deep in here. Never forget is the win pick. Eighth race, three-year-olds and up fillies and mares going a mile and three-sixteenths on the turf. This little longer distance, uh, I just i am going to lean on the two grand motion horses, Fortuna and Safari Queen, seven and four. Uh, I'm going to give the, the slight edge to Fortuna Queen in here. Last time out, she was uh, drawn in the 11-hole in a 12-horse field and um, finished behind some of the ones she's facing in here, but that was the first start off a, a bit of a, a freshening. She ran really well on this turf course back in July. And um, I think uh, with Tyler Gaffleone taking the ride, that kind of sealed it for me. Uh, Safari Queens uh, also, I think, uh, a player in here. I think it's one of those two for me. Um, her This race will be her third off a, a pretty long layoff. So that could mean uh, improvement coming for a horse that uh, really seemed to wake up last time out. And then Champagne Diet and Long Pants Required that come out of the race Fortuna comes out of. I'm going to use uh, those two, uh, or look at those two within the race. But I think for my pick four, I've got to, to keep the ticket a little more affordable. So I'm just going to stick with the two motions. But how do you see the last race? I went deeper here. Uh, I like uh, Fortuna for promotion. I didn't, I didn't use the other one that you talked about. Uh, I thought this one um, had a short layoff and comes out of Kentucky Downs race. And I'm going to use the other horses out of that race, too. I think that's the key race for the, uh, to get the winner here. So I'm going to use Fortuna out of that race. I'm going to use uh, Champagne Diet. I'm going to use Margaret's Joy and Long Pants Required, all four of those coming out of that same race at Kentucky Downs. And they all finish within two and a half, three links of each other um, at a mile and five sixteenths. Cutting back to around three sixteenths here. Not sure who that favors. I'm, I'm trying to figure out here. And I think Fortuna, if she shows the speed here that she showed on the Keeneland turf back in July, she may benefit from that cutback more than anybody else. So for that reason, I would think Fortuna is my best bet in here. She also has that race over the Keeneland turf, which does not uh, show up. Leah Chase, my my last pick in here, also has a race over the Keeneland turf back in October of 19. So I'm going I'm to put here, her in here off that good effort back at Churchill. And because this, uh, Brissette, um, Brissette has this whole Philly going the right direction, she's only got to be by three-quarters one class come out. So I'm going to go five deep here when we get to pick four. Pick four starts in race five. I'm going to go two, three, five. The uh, three horses I mentioned, two, five, six, seven in the second leg. But if you want to spread elsewhere, you could consider singling the seven. Uh, one, three, four, five, eight in the seventh. And then the two grand motions, seven and four, the last leg for me, gives me a $60 ticket for the Wednesday pick four. Uh, Jim, what's yours look like? 
I spent a little bit more. Uh, I spent uh, seventy five dollars. I went two five in the first leg, two three seven second leg. But if you're only got twenty five bucks, I would single the seven and 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 play this ticket and and not feel too bad too badly about it. One three four five eight in the third, and then two three seven nine ten in the last for seventy five dollars. I uh, did hit the pick four on Sunday's card. Didn't uh, light up the tote board or anything. I think it was a uh, hundred and change, but. Uh, still, it was a uh, a pick four hit. Now, it was a pretty chalky day on Sunday overall. I think, especially early in the card, there were a couple of price horses <laughs> I like. So I think you might find some uh, bigger prices on this uh, Wednesday card. And uh, if you uh, shot and missed on the on the pick six, and you're looking to reload, there might be some prices for you to to work when uh, work into the Wednesday card. Uh, and Jim, we should uh, remind folks that some there's so many. Uh, maybe new players since they can't go to Keeneland that are uh, wanting to maybe bet some races while they're watching at home, especially on the weekend. Keeneland Select has a, a bonus if you don't have an account and you sign up for one, there's a bonus you can take advantage of, right? That's correct. If you sign up and bet um, at least $100 on Keeneland or at least $300 on Keeneland, you get an extra 50 bucks. So if you bet, uh, we have a, a, our normal uh, setup is $300, bet 300 get 100 back. So you can actually get $150 in free money, and uh, that might not be a bad uh, bankroll to go into Breeders' Cup weekend with. So uh, play Keeneland the last four days, get a feel for how the track is, is going, and then where you've got a almost a two-week break before Breeders' Cup comes back on November 6th and 7th. Best of luck with your wagers this Wednesday and throughout the rest of this fall meet. And We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of the In the Money podcast for KeelanSelect.com.